when I was younger, I could be so fiery and so reactive to the smallest things. And now I definitely have more control over how I choose to react and whether I choose to react to certain things. And I think meditation has been great for that. What I love as well with the society is like we see like amazing friendships being made where people have very, very similar high energy vibrations and it's a good way to biohack things. Welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, president and co-founder of Boss Babe, and today, Natalie and I will be talking all about biohacking. Now, if you have no idea what the term biohacking means, not to worry, Natalie and I will break down exactly what it is and why we love it so, so much. And in this episode, Natalie is also sharing with us her top five biohacking tips right now because she's literally the queen of biohacking that helps her become her highest performing self. So whether you're new to biohacking or you're in it, this episode is going to be packed with takeaways. So make sure to get your coffee. It's got to be a bulletproof one. You'll learn all about that and your notepads ready because as always, we are going to be going on a deep dive. So please share your screenshots, share your biggest takeaways on Insta stories, tagging me at Danielle County, tag Natalie at I am Natalie and tag at bossbabe.inc. So let's dive in. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Okay, I'm really, really excited about this podcast because it's something that Natalie and I talk about an awful lot behind the scenes. And today we're talking all about biohacking and we're going to be sharing the top five tips that we recommend for you guys as female entrepreneurs. So I want to start it there, Natalie, and I want to just kind of like open it up. You talk about biohacking a lot. And do you want to just kind of give a little bit of an intro to biohacking before you go into the number one? Yeah, so biohacking is basically just hacking your biology. So it's just a fancy word of talking about all the different things that you're doing to keep yourself healthy, energized, and your most high-performing self. So we came up with these five tips. These five things are really important to me right now, but I will say my five things change all the time depending on what kind of seasons I'm going through, what my body needs. And so you'll hear me sharing different ones, but these are the ones that are most prominent right now, I would say. Yeah, I love that because I feel like five is just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. You can definitely go down a rabbit hole with this, but it's such a good and fun topic to talk about. So number one, what is the first tip that you would give people? So right now would be meal prep. So as we all know, nutrition is really, really important. And I'm a big fan of, you know, there's lots of different tools and gadgets and all these things that you can buy for biohacking. But if it doesn't start simple with your breath, your nutrition, your exercise... All of these fancy things are really not going to be able to do much. And so that's a foundation for me. And so meal prep as busy women, busy entrepreneurs is really fundamentally important. So thinking about on a Sunday when you're doing a grocery shop, what are you buying that's going to set you up for success with your lunches and dinners? Because what can happen if we're not proactive is we become reactive and we grab that sandwich or we order food in or we go eat out. And actually Mm. those little Tuesday night just grabbing or those lunches, that all really adds up. And so if you can just plan ahead and and plan what you're going to have for breakfast, lunch and dinner ahead of time and just keep your meals really, really simple. I like to just rotate the same meals. I know you're really simple. Similar to me, I rotate two breakfasts, I change up uh, lunches, and then I rotate a few of the dinners, and I don't feel like it needs to be fancy. 
Mm, I think that's like definitely something people kind of overcomplicate for themselves. One thing I would definitely say a meal prep and just kind of coming back to the nutrition basis that's been really important for me though, is also like learning about my body, like learning which foods suit me and which don't. Both of us have been really vocal about our (laughs) past with acne or like suffering with our hormones. And a big trigger for me when I first started looking into that and understanding what foods suit me was that dairy really, really sparked my inflammatory processes off. And so it was really important for me. And I think anyone who's thinking about meal prep, it's also really important to think about, okay, what foods do suit me? Do I need to have tests? Or some people need tests, but some people actually just know, like if they actually listen to their body, they eat that food and see how their body reacts. Like it can be quite obvious. And I think that's a good thing to always remember as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Viome, if anyone's listening and looking for a practical way, I think Viome is a great test. It's a gut test. You just poop into a little bag and post it off and what's more fun than that. And then it will tell you what foods are really good for your gut and what maybe aren't, which is really surprising when that comes back. So you don't typically need to do tons of testing. Like you said, you just generally know. And so for me, I know that dairy really triggers my skin. It makes me bloated. It doesn't make me feel good. So I cut dairy out completely. And I always thought I was fine with gluten until I cut it out and realized how much better I am without it. So I don't have an allergy to it. I just prefer not to have it. And I'm flexible too. Like if I go to someone's house and that's all that's available, I'm not going to like kick up a fuss and say I'm not eating, but I'm just flexible. And I know that the next day I might fast just a little bit longer or I'll just nourish my body with some anti-inflammatory foods. But yeah, those are the things that I like to cut out. And for me, I think a diet that's lower in carbs, lower in sugar, mm. but is also has some carbs and has some sugar. And also, I know you're the same as me, but your cycle kind of determines what you want to eat sometimes. I feel like <laughs> 100%. one week you might be craving really dark leafy greens and one week might be chocolate and your menstrual cycle really can be your superpower. And I think sticking to a rigid diet when your body's asking for something else is probably doing yourself a disservice. Mm. It's that intuitive eating sometimes, isn't it? Like mm. actually don't disciplining yourself. Oh my God, I really want this, but I'm not having it. And actually causing so many more stress hormones because of that versus like, I love watching you when you're eating some of your like, food cravings I know like you said the other day you had like a leafy green craving but sometimes like it is chocolate but what I love about you when you eat the chocolate you're like this is so good for me right now like you're talking to it and you're talking to your body you're talking to yourselves and I actually think that's really powerful and super cool to watch yeah (laughs) and people for a very long time for years have asked me how do you stay thin and honestly that's my secret I don't know if that's the thing or if that's (laughs) what I'm telling myself but it works whatever I eat I've never been like a really fussy eater but I have been the kind of person that's gone through crash diets and done different things like that. And what I've realized works best for me is just eating in good energy. So this is so good for me. This is fueling my body. This is great. And it really, really works. Mm. I remember a couple of years ago, I went to Disneyland with my friend Victoria. And prior to that, I'd been really, really strict with my diet. So no gluten, no grains, no dairy, no fun, basically none of the things. And we were driving then. She was like, I really want us to just eat whatever we want, pretzels and all the things. And she was like, let's do an experiment. Let's just eat all the food that we want and let's tell our body that it's really good for us. And I ate like crazy. I mean, ham and cheese croissants, Mickey Mouse shaped pretzels, <laughs> you name it. We had to have it. And we were just doing that all day and we were in such high energy. And by the end of the day, I didn't feel terrible. I think that does have something to do with it, but I don't know how scientific. There's probably people listening going, she is so full of shit right now. <laughs> Yeah, but if it works, you know, works people are going to try these things. I, I think it's important. Just bringing it back to a little bit more of the science point as well. We mentioned Viome, and I think there's a other couple of ways not necessarily. That's like not an invasive test, but, you know, there's like a lot that goes behind it. But even What, you don't like looking into- at your poop? 
No, not really. It makes me gag. <laughs> too, too much information. <laughs> Danielle's getting really nervous right now. I'm blushing if you're watching this on camera. But I also think like understanding like um the principles of Ayurveda have been really interesting. You know, really kind of just again just assessing and listening to your body and doing those tests and seeing how you respond. It's just really really important. So I love that. And anyway, meal prep number one and thinking about your nutrition and really starting at the basics, like you said. So number two. Okay, so number two is kind of twofold. It's meditation, first and foremost, I think. Really, we need to be getting more still. We need Mm. to be getting more quiet. I loved Ryan Holiday's book, Stillness is the Key, and it really goes into a lot of why we do need more stillness. We're constantly stimulated. We wake up, put our phones right beside our eyeballs. We're scrolling. We're constantly being stimulated. And if you just sit, and just even if it's five minutes and you have no stimulation, like for some people, the idea of sitting in a room alone for 30 minutes is terrifying. And you and I just came back from a Joe Dispenza retreat where we had pretty much no idea what we were getting into we went into that completely naive (laughs) if someone had have told me you'd be waking up at 3 a.m to start meditating at 4 a.m for five and a half hours i would have given my ticket up (laughs) i would have found something else to do and i would have said no way jose i cannot do this and it was very much sprung on us and we meditated how many hours that week like 60 we were doing like six hours a day right yeah sometimes eight yeah for me i'd never really meditated past 20 minutes other than a point when i first went to one of joe's seminars and we did 40 minutes it was like the introduction to it but also had he told us that we would be going into two hour meditations and then one day we did four hours he he was very clever he never we did five and a half Remember that morning? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, and that's the thing for a lot of people, that idea of sitting and quiet with a blindfold on for that long, it kind of induces anxiety, which is crazy because it's Mm. just sitting with yourself. There's no harm that comes. And so I just think getting quiet, and that's been one of my superpowers with business and especially with creativity. If I can't solve a problem, I just sit. I put my phone down, I close my laptop, and I just sit. And it doesn't need to be legs crossed, mantras and arms. Like it really can just be stillness. But then, yeah, having a meditation practice. I've been meditating for a really, really long time now. And it's fundamentally, I think, changed my physiology. It's changed my relationship with anxiety and has made me way less of a reactor. I Mm. think that's a really big thing. Like when I was younger, I could be so fiery and so reactive to the smallest things. And now I definitely have more control over how I choose to react and whether I choose to react to certain things. And I think meditation has been great for that. Yeah, I also think that's a massive takeaway for female entrepreneurs. Just kind of like highlighting what you said there, where actually if you have a problem, like sometimes it's very easy to go like, oh my goodness, I have to do so many things to fix this versus just leaning into the stillness and going, hey, I'm just going to search within me and actually see just what comes out versus like panicking and trying to like make a decision in the moment. Just going, okay, I'm going to take a breath. I'm just going to sit here for 30 minutes. Nothing's going to change in 30 minutes. And then maybe, no pressure around it, but maybe that kind of solution will come. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I definitely recommend anyone in those positions really thinks about that. And I also like what you said around that meditation, just kind of allowing you to, not, I don't want to say like get control of emotions, because I've never experienced you where you've not had control of emotions at all. But I do think it does bring for all of us and, and me as well, that little bit more calmness, that little bit more pause before like reacting to something if someone does say anything or whatever I definitely feel like I'm able to kind of go okay I'm just gonna take that for a moment because you like learn that discipline for meditation you learn that okay I'm just gonna sit with this for a second 
Yeah, that's a big one. And then another one, I don't know if this is going to sound like a little bit too woo-woo, but this idea that thoughts are separate from you. So just thinking about myself a few years ago, I would get very consumed by my thoughts and really buying into them, believing them and them keeping me awake and all that kind of thing. But I think one thing meditation trains you to do is have separation from your thoughts. I am not my thoughts. I am not my feelings. And actually just seeing them passing as if it's like when you're closing windows on your iPhone, And you see that's sometimes Mm -hmm. how I imagine my thoughts is these windows. And sometimes I just go in and close the windows and I'm done with that Mm -hmm. and I put them away. And I don't think that would have came without kind of sitting quiet. And also some days it's really hard and it's impossible to quiet your mind and your meditation might be 30 (laughs) minutes of thinking about your business. Yeah. And I am sure no lot like even if you're a guru that still happens actually I know this is not uh, an episode on meditation but just to add to that point I think some people get really hung up about what they should be thinking about in meditation i.e nothing and actually if you do have these thoughts that oh my goodness you're not doing it right whereas like one thing I definitely get from Joe's is there's not a right way to do it like if thoughts come and you just don't have to like fixate on them and it's okay if they come and then just let them go and the whole point is not to have like an empty mind it's just list like sitting in the quietness that's my interpretation of it anyway like people are going to have their own interpretations but I think there's sometimes a lot of pressure not to think about anything and just you kind of saying yeah just accept what comes through and sometimes you'll have a meditation and you're like oh my god that was insane like I just did such a good meditation other times you're like that was yeah that was a hard one today yeah no I think you summed it up well I think I feel the same way and then the second part of this is breath work so Mm. breath is important breath is life force and there are lots of ways you can use your breath as a tool for energy productivity stress management and so there's lots of different types of breath there's box breathing where you breathe in for five you hold for five you breathe out for five, you hold for five. That can be a simple tool just to completely switch you from being in a stress state to a more calm state. Or there's more intense breathing like breathwork sessions. We've done them. Mm. Joe Dispenza's breath. There's lots of ways that you can use your breath to really, really change your state. And I think that's powerful. And like you said, it's not a, a podcast around meditation or breathwork. So it's something you can go and look into if you're interested. But for us, yeah. I think it's been really helpful. Box breathing has been amazing for me because and just dropping some kind of medical points in here. So breath is really, really related to your heart rate. It's one of the ways that you control your heart rate really easily. And so I would definitely find that I would get anxious and my heart rate would start racing. And so I'd move from what's called parasympathetic into sympathetic. So your fight and flight and actually like taking those breaths and, you know, box breathing is about breathing in for five, holding for five, breathing out for five and holding out for five. It actually forces your heart rate to slow down and takes you back from sympathetic into parasympathetic, which is kind of like your more relaxed state, you know, that healing state that, okay, I'm like, you know, able to concentrate state. And so that learning to box breathe is actually a real game changer for me. But yeah, like you said, there's so many different breath techniques. And I think finding one which works for you again is really important and like with all of this stuff as we're going to move through and it's always around like what works for you I think it's important to acknowledge it's not okay I have to do this because Natalie does it I have to do this because Danielle does it it's like okay this actually really does help me excel in my business and helps me be show up as my best self yeah and the breath can do some crazy shit (laughs) can activate like crazy kundalini energy and we don't often get into that stuff on the podcast but I Mm. had that experience at Joe's and since Joe's so if you're listening and you're interested in this drop me a dm at I am Natalie tell me do you want to hear more of this crazy stuff on the podcast (laughs) or are we just pushing the envelope a little bit too far because you know me I started this conversation with poop. I will talk about anything. So let me <laughs> it's know. True. I'm way more conservative. I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> no, give me a topic and I will talk about it. Okay, so number three is get outdoors. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed the episode so far. Stay tuned as we share a bit of info about who supported this episode. This episode is brought to you by Grammarly. Now, if you know me, you know how much importance I put on spelling and grammar, whether I'm communicating with my team online or working on a behind the scenes project. I really believe that great writing is essential, but here's a secret. I'm actually not the best at it. I am not a great writer at all and my spelling and grammar has never been amazing and that's why here at Boss Babe we use Grammarly because Grammarly is the digital writing tool that you can rely on to get your message across clearly and effectively and it really helps you put your best words forwards so that you can communicate with not just clarity but confidence too on every single platform. Now I love Grammarly and what I love about it is not only can you sign up absolutely free and it I'll give you that real-time spelling and grammar checks as you write. But also, if you're like me, it has an upgrade version. I love an upgrade. And I upgraded to Grammarly Premium, which is literally amazing because it gives you advanced feedback, not just on your spelling and your grammar, but it also gives you feedback on tone and your word choice and punctuation and so many more things. And the premium version has really allowed me to be so much more confident in my writing abilities. And I find myself using it so many times a day across so many different platforms, whether I'm writing an email, a caption for Instagram, or creating content for our membership. And one of my favorite features about the premium version is the overall writing score and the vocab suggestions, because this not only allows you to correct your mistakes, but it also helps you build up as a writer and gives you that feedback, which is just so, so important. And we are really excited to partner with Grammarly because they are offering our listeners 20% off Grammarly premium. When you sign up at grammarly.com forward slash boss babe. So that's 20% off Grammarly premium at grammarly.com forward slash boss babe. So if you want to level up your writing, if you want to learn more, if you want to become a clearer, more confident writer, go and sign up. It's Grammarly. So that's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash boss babe. And we're back. Let's jump straight into today's episode. Okay, so number three is get outdoors. Mm. So this can be first thing in the morning, getting sunlight in your eyes. It's so, so great to stop the melatonin production, to boost serotonin. It's great for sleep. It's great for your energy or it's grounding. So just take your shoes off and walk along the beach, walk on the grass or go for a 20 minute walk outside. It has been proven that when you spend time outside, you are less stressed. Mm. Your stress levels reduce your hormone levels are more balanced. Just being outside in nature is incredible. But I think as entrepreneurs or just as busy people who work on their laptops a lot, you can often open your laptop in the morning and before you know it, it's 5 p.m. and you haven't even been outside. It happens to the best of us. It really does. And it's just so important. And I will say like back home in the UK, like sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't really want to go outside. Like it's raining and it's miserable. But when I did, I would always feel so much better. And you just kind of like have a recharge of your energy. And for those who know me, like my energy can go quite high and I need to ground myself. I remember when we start, first started doing podcasts. And Tell them the story of that. <laughs> well, when I used to have to go and walk outside your before plants. I did. <laughs> yeah. So basically when we started doing podcasts, <laughs> I used to get overexcited. Like my voice is cracking a little bit now. So I get so excited that my voice starts going. Hang on a minute. My voice starts going, see the difference there? And so what I used to have to do before, um, so we did our first interview, Natalie did one that was like episode two, I think with me. And my, I was getting so excited that it was probably quite hard to listen to. I started speaking really quickly. 
And so we had a conversation afterwards. I was like, oh, I really need to like ground my energy. And so we were chatting, weren't we? And you were like, you should go outside before starting. So I used to, before my episodes, go outside, like walk on the grass before I'd record. But sometimes it would be torrential rain outside or the grass would be really muddy and it just wasn't appropriate. So I bought a plant for my office and a plant for my desk that when I was getting like super hyper or really high energy, I'd have to touch this plant <laughs> to calm down. This is the kind of relationship Danielle and I have. We were just saying yesterday, we're very, very direct with each other. And I think that's why our relationship works so well yeah. because we're always kind, but always honest. And we got off that podcast. I was like, Danielle, you were yelling at me like no one's <laughs> business. You sounded like an excited Duracell bunny. <laughs> I can't, we can't be doing this. And she was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go tone it in. And it was just absolutely yeah. hilarious. And and then when she took a picture of the plant, I was dying. Yeah, so if any of you listened to my early podcast, literally, you can just imagine me stroking this plant in front of me, making sure I was super calm. So yeah, they are. Here's all the behind the scenes. That's what this podcast is about. Right? But it works. <laughs> it works. And you also said back home in the UK, but surprise. Yeah. Danielle lives in LA now. Yeah. Okay, so number four. This one is an interesting biohack that not too many people are talking about. Curate the circle of people around you. So people always say you earn the sum of the people around you in terms yeah. of money. Average of the five. Yeah, the average, not the sum. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> I think the same goes for energy. Mm. I think you really mirror energy that you get given and it can be really hard to keep your energy really high if you're with like a Debbie Downer all the time or pessimistic Pam. <laughs> um, so you really want to be thinking about the kind of people you're surrounded by and I know for us we really yeah. do curate our circle we just have mm. a friendship circle of such high vibe high energy happy kind amazing people and I think that makes such a difference on your physiology yeah. like I really really do it's like when you're with those people they raise your vibrations mm. and there's really no like replacement for that and I've definitely experienced that in like old friendships and my life has changed dramatically over the last several years. And I do think like when you do have conversations with people that maybe are more negative than you see things, they kind of tend to reflect that life is happening to them and they have no saying it. And I think when you do surround yourself with people who are positive, they're always looking for the positive experience and they're, they're there to take responsibility for their own actions. That does raise vibration and you really do feel it. I definitely notice like when I'm in spaces with those people versus when I'm not. And I think as just being super honest about that, like if you're not in friendship groups that are not feeding you, if you're in friendship groups, where there's a lot of negativity and meanness to each other. Like I always think people should assess like, okay, do I have to be in this friendship group? Is this friendship group right for me? And it's a hard conversation to have sometimes with yourself because I think it has to be, I don't think it's like you should go and blame your friends. Like it's all your fault. It's no, it's like, okay, how can I change this situation? I just think it's really super honest and you need to be intentional about it. And I know that I shared one of my big intentions moving with moving to LA was to have fem more female friends. And it's just been amazing. There is a really nice group. And you know, what I love as well with the society is like we see like amazing friendships being made where like, people have very, very similar high energy vibrations. And I think, you're right it is a good way to biohack things yeah the society is an absolute game changer probably that. everyone that's listening right now is a member of the society but it's a game changer especially for finding those people around you mm. and I think as well the people around you show you what's possible and if you're around people that are constantly telling you your goals are too big or you're too ambitious or this that and the other you kind of buy into it and you believe it. Whereas if you're around people that are doing amazing things, yeah. they're called expanders. I don't know who coined this term, but they're called expanders where they expand your consciousness to what you think is possible. 
And I remember when we just had a six-figure business. I'm saying just. <laughs> That's not a small fee. But when we had a six-figure business and we were around people that had seven-figure businesses prior to knowing or having friends that were doing it, it kind of seemed like this big distant dream. Mm. Whereas being around people that were like, yeah, I make seven figures and also I have like a great lifestyle and this. And that was a big expander. And now, I mean, we have friends that have eight, nine-figure mm. businesses and that was the same. And so being around them really just expands your mind to what is possible. Yeah, it really does. And just bringing it back as well to, you know, the first point when we spoke about food as well, this kind of applies around everything. If you're going out for dinner with a friendship group that are more health conscious and they're like, okay, we want to be looking at what we're putting in our bodies versus if your friendship group is like, okay, I want to go to the fast food places. I want the fizzy drinks, like one of these things. It's much easier when you're surrounded by people who take their health really seriously to choose those options. And so I think you're right. It happens completely in business and it happens in so many different points of your life that actually when you take note and you're like I'm going to assess this you do start noticing it more and it is then a conscious decision totally okay so pivoting on to number five we're lightning fast with these supplementation so we've we started this talking about poop so we might as well talk about pee now so if you are just <laughs> keeping it real if you it. are just taking supplements because your aunt Sally told you they'd be good for you if you don't need them you might just end up peeing them out and it makes your pee a very expensive pee Okay, so thinking about supplementation, don't just take what you think you should be taking. There are so many tests that you can be doing to start to see what you're depleted in and what your body really needs. You can do, I think the Dutch test is a really, yeah. really good one. You can also get blood testing at your doctor. They can test all of your levels to see which vitamins you need more of, which you're doing really well, which minerals you should be re replacing, where your hormones are at, all of this kind of thing. And when you have a snapshot of your health, you can actually have a supplementation plan tailored to that. So instead of taking 20 supplements that you read in a book, you could be taking 10 and it's cheaper and it's way more effective for you. And obviously there are some that are just generally very good for most people, a good probiotic. I love the Microbiome Labs one, good probiotic. But again, your Viome test will tell you which specific strain is really mm -hmm. good for you. And so just thinking about being intentional with your supplementation plan, because they can be really expensive and sometimes they can get a little bit out of hand. I do take a lot of supplements. I've been tested and I'm taking supplements that are really good for me where I'm at and then I get retested every three months to adjust that mm. and there's like what you say taking the right supplements but then also making sure you're taking supplements that are of good quality as well and mm. again I think what's really coming through for me with all of this is that it's just taking ownership right really taking ownership if you want to be improving how you're feeling if you want to be improving your performance if you want to be improving your productivity then just kind of like spending some of those times we all like a Netflix right a Netflix episode but maybe sometimes it's like well I'm going to go to bed half an hour earlier and I'm going to read a book on something outside of my business I'm going to read a book on supplements or I'm going to look on Google like some of the best supplements what should I avoid in my supplements and what are good quality supplements because it does matter that you do absorb them and it does matter that you take the right ones and I know it can be a complete minefield and there are lots of specialists there to help you but I think it's initiated first by you saying okay I want to feel better I want to have this change I want to be at my peak and then going, okay, how do I do that? And then starting to explore. And I think that's kind of really what we wanted to expose with this podcast, right? This episode, just saying, hey, do you know what? Like if you're not feeling great or you want to know how you can kind of elevate your performance, these are five things that Natalie and I have done that have really, really helped. And there are so many more. And just like you started by saying, you know, it's the season of what we're in right now. And sometimes those things change. And I'm sure we'll do other episodes on infrared saunas and 
you know, different types of exercise that we found really good. But I think the point is, is that, you know, you guys are all intelligent women and we're not saying that you're doctors or nutritionists or anything like that. And we're not sat here saying that either. We're just sharing you as entrepreneurs what we've found has been good and how you can kind of dive yeah, but down. You kind of are a doctor. Just well, doctor that out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you just, know, just dropping that she is a doctor. But it's not like I'm giving anyone an individual consultation. But yeah, like I just come from a bit of knowledge on my side of it. And it does help that my husband is like a peak performance consultant. <laughs> so I do get some inside knowledge. But it hasn't always been that case. And I do think like there is that point where you can take a bit more ownership of it like you have you know yeah totally you teach me things these days I know (laughs) I'm not from a health background at all but I went through as you all know like a lot of my own health issues when I found out my body had um, PCOS I started to really look into it and it's exactly what you said it's personal responsibility and I knew if I wanted to make a change then I couldn't really rely on anyone to make that for me so yeah I love this. Just rapid fire. If you love this kind of episode and you like me and Danielle doing more solo ones, (laughs) let us know. So take a screenshot of this episode. Maybe share your favorite tip that we shared or one that we didn't cover. And then tag me at I'm Natalie, tag Danielle Canty, and then tag at Bossive.inc, all the tags, and we'll repost you as well. Love it. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were. And I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. To say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossweb.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. <laughs>